is up everybody my name is mj and you are listening to the one and only mtg in quarantine podcast where the motto is edh community now and always before we get started i'd like to give a quick shout out to my local game store guardian games you can find guardian games on the web at ggportland.com i'd also like to utilize this opportunity to give a huge shout out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at patreon.com slash mtg in quarantine so huge round of thank yous to Mr. Big Benz, Frugal Brutal, and Coach J-Row for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash quarantine for more information. And did you know that I am a Quiver Time brand ambassador for all things the greatest of all time in card-carrying cases and other accessories? Well, you can go on over to QuiverTime.com, utilize the reference code I have, and the promo code MTGIQ for 10% off your order. Again, that is all lowercase MTGIQ at checkout for 10% off your order. You can also pick up your very own MTG and Quarantine brand and playmat over at Inked Gaming. That's I-N-K-E-D gaming.com. Have the referral link to both of those in the episode des- in the episode description in my link tree below. And definitely go check those out. And again, all purchases help support the channel and are greatly appreciated. Now, on to the episode. So as tradition, after a major convention, I usually give a quick wrap-up of my weekend at the event, some of the things I thought about the event, and just, you know, mostly my experience there, just to be able to share my experience with all of you good folks out there listening. So MC Chicago was a very interesting experience because it had been about five months since the previous, uh, since at MagicCon Vegas, so it had been a good long while since I had seen a lot of my friends but again, five months away just really makes you really excited, made me really excited just to see a lot of folks. And this con did not disappoint. Um, I'm not going to get into some of the controversies about the, the event itself regarding seating. That's not usually what I do on this podcast, so I won't chime in on that on purpose. But anyway, beside all of that, I had a lot of fun that weekend. It was definitely the kind of thing where I wish the weather had been a little bit better, but, you know, it, it is what it is. So on Friday, it would, it was absolutely beautiful out in the morning, and I got an opportunity to wander around downtown Chicago a little bit. Got to see some of the sights when it was really nice. Got to really get out there, especially in the hours before the con even opened. I think that was a really important thing right there was I just wanted to see the town, you know, get around catch the L, walk around, see the see Millennium Park, uh, see downtown, ride the L, things like that. And again, it was just absolutely beautiful out there and a little windy, but walking along Michigan Avenue was very, very nice. So just got to do that a little bit. And as soon as I got to the con, just really started getting back into creator mode. And I'm going to be going through my photos here, so please bear with me. Uh, yeah, so... 
really started out the day with uh, Mr. Beverage's Chat Chaos Commander. Obviously, we couldn't have Chat Chaos because it was an in-person event, but it was still full chaos. And I did get to participate in the last pod of the event, but I also got to roll a, the, a giant inflatable 20-sided die uh, to be able to activate various uh, chaos commands off a sheet or, sorry, off a table that Bevers had curated to ba- basically kind of give the chat uh, portion of the event some teeth to it, right? So Bevers was asking various people throughout the event to roll the giant inflatable die, and that would obviously go on the corresponding table, and then that would have some sort of effect that would affect every every one of the chaos games going on in the creator area there. So I got the opportunity to roll the giant dice, and then also got a chance to play in one of the Chaos games. And I have to say, being able to swing a Krark the Thumbless utilizing a briberied Moonshaker cavalry after creating a buttload of tokens that turn and swinging in for 18 unblockable Krark damage was pretty awesome. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to win the game because I got fogged on my final uh, final big swing turn. But, you know, it was still fun. Got a chance to play with Chaos with Bevers. Um, or at least Beverage's rules there, and yeah, just had a lot of fun doing that. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. So that that was that that was my first game of the day, honestly, which is kind of weird, but also really, really cool that I got to participate in there, got to be a part of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, just got to play Magic with a bunch of really cool people. Uh, shout out to. Uh, Metal Lupus, Scrapper Ferret for playing a couple of games that day. Again, shout out to my cosplay friends, Yoggoth and Goddess of Blunder for also taking some early photos with me. Um, well, maybe that was Saturday. But anyway, going day by day actually kind of sucks now that I think about it. So anyway, I just really wanted to talk about the highlights that I had. So I got to play a lot of Commander games at MC Chicago. It, I think I got about 16 games in, which may be a record for me, honestly, which is kind of weird for a con where I was going to try to go and maybe play a little less Magic, hang out with my friends more. I actually ended up playing more Magic instead. Uh, but hey, th- that's not a bad thing. It's it's really at least one of the major reasons why I go is to play with friends, hang out with friends. And the ability to be able to hang out with so many cool people and jam so many games in just the course of 72 hours was really, really awesome. And I, th- that's one of the things I really cherish about the Magic Con Chicago is even though play space was a little difficult to find at times, we were still able to make it work. And I think that was really important, as well as also I got some f- kind of funny stories to talk about to playing at FloorCon. So, you know, playing a couple of games on the floor in the downstairs area at the convention center. So th- those are the kinds of things that I'm never going to forget as a, as a creator or just as a person is just remembering the time that uh, we had to play on the floor. And again, that's all I will say about that. Uh, yeah, so I, I got to take uh, kind of a fun little mix of decks there. Again, the Krark deck that I mentioned a minute ago, really starting to enjoy that particular deck just because it does a lot of crazy things. I get to do a lot of die rolling. There's a lot of hand ringing sometimes, but when the deck goes off, it can explode. It's really fun to play. And I think this con really demonstrated that that deck is going to be uh, one of my go-tos going forward. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, second thing I wanted to talk about was all the cool cosplays that I got to see. And and I know I may sound like a broken record here, but uh, I really do think that the level of cosplays keeps going up with every event that we go to as more folks are either entering the space 
or we have the established cosplayers really upping the ante. So if you didn't hear, I did debut a brand new cosplay for this event on Saturday, and I was dressed as a Witherbloom Mage's Tower player from Strixhaven, uh, specifically the card Charge Through, which is an instant for one, well, actually just a single green from the set gives target creature trample, and then you draw a card. So, you know, a, a decent limited card, but also just it, it was a way to marry two of my biggest interests in life being Magic the Gathering and sports. So I got to dress as one of the Witherbloom players. I also had a foam head that was the Lorehold College mat mascot head, effectively, that is being stolen in that particular card art. And the really cool thing was I was able to get a bunch of my friends and other cool folks to do the Heisman pose, which if you don't know what that is, uh, it's, it's effectively a very, very famous college football here, here in America pose. And basically just kind of tuck the, tuck the head underneath one of your, kind of in the cradle of one of your arms right near the elbow, putting your other hand palm out towards the camera and just kind of looking really cool like that. So um, I, I, well, I was joking with folks that it was kind of a, a way to, you know, test their balance. It was also just really cool to be able to get photos with cool people doing this really funky pose with a kind of do a sports reference in Magic the Gathering. So that was really cool. And I have already released the video or at least a video slideshow of those over on my TikToks. So if you want to go check that out, yeah, I think... It should still be the most recent video that is up there. You can also potentially find it on Twitter, where I was also able to tag all of the amazing folks who were involved in that, all 30, maybe 31 of them, that I was able to get to on Saturday. So, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch in, in either format if you, um, if you haven't seen that already, because I highly recommend it. It was a passion project for me and definitely turned out a whole heck of a lot better than I thought it would. So just really cool thing. Go check that out if you are interested. But yeah, getting back to the cosplay thing, I, I really think that the ante has been brought up. I unfortunately missed the cosplay contest, so I really can't speak to that. But just the cosplays that I did see were were definitely getting better with every passing con. I really think that some of the stigmas around cosplay are hopefully finally starting to fall, and we're starting to see more folks really branch out and give it a shot. So I really think that that is something that is not a bad thing. We really need more folks to really latch on to this part of the community and, and do stuff. So I am all for that particular thing. Got to see a lot of cool folks. Got to connect, reconnect with some of the other cosplayers I knew. Everything is great on that, and I can't wait to see where things are going forward this year in 2024, especially going to Vegas. So we shall see. Uh, the third thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, the fact that I was invited as a content creator there, so to Chicago. So I was able to participate in some of the events in the Creator Central space, which was you know re reserved for creators there. And while I didn't really do any of the main events as a creator, obviously, um, I was free to walk around and just talk to people, hang out, obviously get those pictures on Saturday in full costume, you know, things like that. And it was really cool to be able to, you know, participate as a creator at this event, really be able to sp help spread the word about why Magic Gathering is so awesome. And then also just get to spend a weekend with my friends. So again, big shout out to Diana for making this possible and just making our lives as creators so much easier and really giving us a creator central where we could, you know, have a hub 
that we could kind of hang around at and then play games at. Um, <clears throat> got to play in another pod with Bevers' group, at least doing the Chaos Commander on Sunday. And got to have a lot of fun right there with a very, very, very different game where I was playing with Kellis uh, from Elder Drunken Highlander and Andy and Clay from the CNC Power Hour. And we get to have a lot of fun just pulling a whole bunch of random cards out of our out of our decks, uh, getting some weird token copies of things. Kellis had a turn one or turn zero, really. Elshnor and Mother Machines, the one that uh, turns off all ETB abilities for your opponents and doubles your own ETBs. On turn zero as well, getting Palace Jailer, so getting the Monarch out on turn zero. Clay had a very funky board situation with multiple Dictative the Twin Gods out very quickly, so all damage was quadrupled. Uh, and then just things kind of just randomly spiraled out of control from there. It was a very fun game, very swingy game, and was all made possible by the fact that it was a Chaos Commander game under Bevers' rules. So that was really awesome. I'm very glad I got to not only see Bevers, but also got a chance to play in two different Chaos games. It was pretty awesome, both of which I really had a fun time. Got to do, got to really pop off in both of them. So, yeah, just had a lot of fun doing that. Um, also, another really cool thing that I want to talk about with the creator area was the CDH uh, Learn to Play event that was happening in that part of the con floor on Saturday. And this was put on by Lewis Stardust, as well as many, many, many of the community's favorite CDH creators. And basically the idea was to, you know, not only just get to play a bunch of CDH, but also teach new players and just get folks in from the community in to play CDH. And I did get an opportunity to play a game of CDH in that particular pod. And from what I heard, there were quite a few new people who actually ventured in and got to borrow some decks and get some pointers. And I thought that was a very, very, very cool thing. Obviously, I know I've talked about CDH a lot on this podcast. I'm not going to you know, go back and touch something for the 20th time. But really, getting folks to, who are potentially hesitant to try out CDH, to give them a chance to learn from some of the best, I think was a really, really awesome idea. And is definitely something that we as CDH players really need to promote more often. Because again, there's unfortunately a stigma out there that we are unfriendly, we gatekeep. And I really hope that this event was able to teach some new folks that that is not always the case. Or hopefully that is not the case. Unfortunately, I can't speak for everyone, but hopefully that is not the case. And that CDH is unwelcoming. And that hopefully some new folks were able to gain new love for this end of the format. So really hoping that works out. Very glad to see that that was happening in the creator area. Because again, it's a really good use of creator time and effort to, you know, help people really enjoy Magic the Gathering. That's why we're there, is to play and enjoy this game. I, I made a tweet yesterday, so the day after I'm, I'm recording this, that it's kind of crazy, and I and I always, every time I go to a con, I always have this moment where I think, you know, how crazy it is that a simple turn-based card game, silly turn-based children's card game, effectively, like Magic, has basically built so much of a community outside of its silly, outside of the silly rectangular corners of a single Magic card. The fact that the silly game has brought all of us together in Chicago to celebrate this game that we all love for three days. It's it's just mind-boggling in a way, and I'm so glad I got to be part of that on an official basis, but even on an unofficial basis, just, you know, as a fan of the game, uh, just to be there <clears throat> and, and and experience everything that this game has to offer. I really think that's a, 
you know, and, and again, it's, it's something that I wish everyone out there could experience at least once because it's, it, it's the kind of weekend where hopefully you leave with a lot of pictures on your phone, a lot of really good memories of just being there and uh, meet some new folks. So really, I think that's kind of where I'm going to wrap things up here. I know that it was a very quick episode today. I could really go into depth on things, but on the other hand, kind of just I'm sure that if you're on Twitter, you've probably already seen all of the stuff that folks have been talking about, and I'm really not going to bore you with more details. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about here real quick, looking through my phone roll, was also the large Magic Cards, ver- or the excuse me, the oversized Magic Cards versus the tiny Magic Cards showdown that was happening in the creator area. And it was really funny just to see one team playing with those oversized promotional cards, which are just completely busted in power, uh, we had the Shocklands, Oko, et cetera, et cetera, versus the tiny magic cards, which were meant for just a couple of couple of the dual decks back in like 2012, 2013. And they're being battled against each other. So it was really funny just to see the economy of scale of the two. It was something that was started in Vegas and was continued here to great aplomb. I remember standing there and watching a lot of folks just having a laugh, taking pictures, taking video of what was going on just because they thought it was absolutely hilarious. And it means that uh, it was a very, very, very good thing to have on there. But anyway, really want to wrap this up here. If I saw you in Chicago, it was awesome seeing you. If I miss you in Chicago, I apologize. Again, it's very difficult to see everyone you want to see at this sort of event when it only goes over three days. I wish they were four-day-long events, but alas, that is just not the case. And um, if we hopefully can meet later on, let's do it. At hopefully in Vegas, I'm, I'm, I'll try to be in Vegas anyway. So hopefully that'll open up some doors. And I just can't wait to go to my next Magic Con because these things are really awesome. They certainly help me feel a lot better about uh, about my place in Magic the Gathering and just uh, just a good time getting out of town for a few days. So I mean, I'll wrap things up there. Thank you for listening. And I'm hopefully we'll have some brand new content coming up soon from some of the folks that I got to interact with at Magic Con this past weekend. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And again, if you're interested in hearing any of my previous con wrap-ups or just any of the episodes in general on the MTG and Quarantine podcast, you can find those on the usual podcast outlets. That's going to be your Googles, Apple, Spotify, Player FM, Rockcast, Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, and a million others. I honestly don't remember all of them, but it's a major podcast outlet. You can probably find my content on there. You can also find me on Twitter at, at MTG and Quarantine, as well as Instagram and TikTok. So definitely go check on those. I have the link in the episode description below in my link tree. Anyway, I'd like to utilize this opportunity again to give another huge shout-out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at patreon.com slash mdgandquarantine. So you join the thank yous to Mr. Big Benz, Nick S., Frugal Brutal, and Coach Jera for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash mdgandquarantine. And if you want to pick up some products from quivertime.com, you can utilize my promo code MTGIQ for 10% off your order. Again, you can find the link for that in the episode description below. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My name is MG. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.